the volume. Football basketball season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, easy to use. FanDuel always has exclusive offers. When you win, you'll get paid fast. And there's tons of ways to play. You got the spread, the money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. You can combine multiple bets from the same game in a same game parlay and try out the same game parlay plus. So use promo code Monaco and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football and basketball season. All right, welcome in to another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco, Alex Monaco. Hopping on with a special guest, my man, friend of Collins, friend of Volume Sports, Jeff Schwartz, the Fox Sports family. Jeff, thanks so much for joining me, my man. How are we? I am good. I, I love following you on game days because like, I try to not tweet like my analyst, analyst, analyze, analyzation, whatever word you want to use. Um, about a game based on my gambling and you just go full tilt into it. I love it. Like you're just like everything about it is what you put your money on. And I absolutely love it. It's just full go from start to finish on Saturday and Sunday about what you wagered on. Thank you. Well, look, we lost half our bar mitzvah money a long time ago. The books we're, we're just trying to get it back. We're just trying to get it back. No, but I, I love your takeaways too. Uh, just phenomenal podcast. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you and you definitely are. Uh, and your gambling acumen's incredible and, and you're across a few sports. Let's talk. Let's start with football though. Yeah. Just let, let's start not betting just general. Any biggest team you're shocked about after five weeks through the season, positive or negative? Um, Oh, I thought Carolina would be better. I thought Baker Mayfield would play better. Um, you know, I, I didn't think he'd be what he was in 2020. I thought maybe he'd get close to that. Um, I've been very wrong about the Panthers. Um, you know, and I guess like in instance, I mean, the Giants, I guess, but I mean, I don't know how good they are. I think they're very well coached. Um, I continue to place money on them not to make the playoffs after each win. So I hope it eventually <laughs> comes through. I have a lot of money riding on the Giants not making the playoffs. It's at like minus one thirty now. It's a um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got to fire, right? I don't yeah, know if I, I could say I, that, but yeah, I keep firing. Yeah, Giants missed the playoffs at that. So those feel like um, kind of you know one positive, one negative surprise. Um, otherwise, you know, it's interesting. I, I feel like and Tom Brady said this last week. Like, there's kind of like a lot of average football right now. Yeah, and it does feel like in almost every Sunday or Monday that any team can win, which is the point of the sport. I mean, the sport is set up in a way where you have draft, salary cap, I mean, set up to promote the parity. But it does feel like almost more than anything else, this year has been one of those seasons where any Sunday anyone can win. It doesn't even surprise you anymore when there's like a really big upset. You're like, oh, you know, the, the Giants can be the Packers. Like, was it that surprising? I I, no, not really, I guess. Um, no, it should that, be, though. You're right. And I think that's, so, the, that's kind of my, my theme so far this year. When, when you make that assessment, which is pretty spot on from a betting perspective, how can you adjust on the fly here? I mean, we got the Falcons, Jeff, that are 5-0 and ATS. Yeah. The Giants are right behind them at 4-1 and covering. I mean, from and against the spread standpoint, how would you assess the first five weeks here? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think there's a lot of, like, quote-unquote, fun 
bad offensive teams, right? Like not bad offenses, bad teams that have good offenses, like the Falcons, the Lions, the Giants. Right? I'm not sure how good these teams really are, but their offense, Seattle, by the way, which didn't cover but came close last weekend, they're just their offense is just find ways to make plays. Like they're just fun offenses to watch. They're not again, they're not overly talented, but they're doing enough to cover a lot of these games. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Again, at some point I have to imagine the Falcons run ends. I don't know when that is, um, but they keep covering games. The Lions, right? Keep covering games. The the Giants keep, I mean, the Giants are, are getting six points this weekend at home against Baltimore. I don't know how you don't take now. They've been terrible historically, uh, especially with Daniel Jones covering the spread at home. But the way they're playing right now, they're getting almost a touchdown. Like they're playing good football. I know. Well, so you, of course, offensive lineman, eight-year vet. What's something in the trenches that a gambler can benefit from that you may not just – everyone's looking at skill positions, looking at quarterbacks. We know the game is one loss in the trenches in in a lot of outcomes. What what can the trenches this year, any team stick out to you, tell us to give us some sort of betting edge here? Well, I mean, injuries are the biggest thing, right? Like the Rams offensive line right now just decimated because of injuries, right? They had retirement. So when you saw players. that, when you saw that it's going to be the fifth starting line for Stafford in five weeks and he's got a third string center, yeah. are you hammering Cowboys plus five and a half? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it matters. Or or you or you just take the under, right? Like that's the way you look at it to me is you take the under in some of these games when there's a, you know, a, a situation where you have either backup quarterbacks or you have just offensive linemen you know, being really beat up. And it's been unfortunate this year. We've had a lot of good offensive linemen uh, that have gotten hurt. Some teams have been okay. I mean, the Chargers have done a decent job, um, you know, kind of mate, working their way through Slater being out, at least so far they have. I mean, Miles Garrett wasn't that big of a factor in the game this past weekend. Um, but, yeah, I look at, at, at hammering unders when offensive lines are struggling. I mean, Tampa Bay for a little bit of time, right, their offensive line was was beat up and they got Smith back now. I mean, take the under, right, not, not score a lot of points. And the, the the great Chad Millman has said on uh, fellow cousin pod here on the favorites that you got to do bad things in betting uh, to win. Oh, yeah. and, and, and last week's perfect example, right? The Chiefs route the Bucks. Everyone's on the Chiefs. Everyone in the world is on the Chiefs, the number seven. It doesn't move all week. We saw a hook, but it went away against Monday night with the Raiders. Will you look at that and will you easily fade a public in that spot on a Monday night and take the Raiders with the seven? knowing they just put a 41 yeah. piece on the Bucks. So this is the first week I actually bet on the Chiefs. I, gen- I kind of a general rule of just staying away from the team I root on, I root for, because they, I, I did it. I, I got suckered in, Alex. I did. I got suckered in. I took the <clears> Chiefs. <throat> but normally I stay away from those games. I've learned over the years. And I worked at Action Network with Chad. And Chad kind of taught me, like, just like the hold-your-nose games. Right? I mean, those are the ones that you don't even want to watch, but they end up being the most profitable ones. Like, you just have to – and it's hard because I feel like what we're doing, right? We're trying to win our wagers, obviously. The wagers we give out, we're trying to win. But right. we're also trying to entertain, right? And and I think it's a hard thing to be like, yeah, bet on the stinky Texans this weekend. Bet on the stinky Colts. Bet on, you know, the commanders. Like, But those right. in the end typically are going to work out. But, like, no one wants to hear me talk about – no one goes on my podcast to hear me talk about the commanders getting three points at home, right? Like, that's not why they come to my podcast. But so it's really hard balance, I think, sometimes to to stay to like stay true to kind of the principles of winning wagers, but then also give give fun analysis. Like, you know, everyone's going to tune in this week to hear what we say about about Kansas City and Buffalo. But I, I probably don't want to bet that game. 
I would lean yeah. Chiefs at home plus three. First time Mahomes has been a home, a home underdog his entire career. Um, but that's kind of the way I look at like sort of what we have to do in our job is like there are times when betting the stinky line and the game you don't want to watch is the way to make money. But also, again, like people aren't coming to us for that analysis for that game. Yeah, well said. Uh, you've been in the locker room, Jeff. Is, is there uh, there's always motivation, of course, but when you have instances like Rivera speaking out on the quarterback situation in Washington, you, you got Matt Rule getting canned. Do, yeah. do those situations that are rare but do come up? Are those good times from a betting perspective to hop in and try and find some value with what's going on inside the locker room? Yes and no. You know, there's always this thought that like the the firing coach, you get that kind of dead cat bounce the next week. But I think that's not really true. Look at college football. It hasn't really happened in college football where you know you know team gets fired, coach gets fired next week. Eventually, I mean Arizona State you know played better last three weeks, but the week sure. after Herm, they lost thirty four to six. I think it was a thirty four thirteen. Like it hasn't it doesn't happen in the NFL. The Panthers they're starting PJ Walker this weekend, I believe. So they're, not, they're starting a third string quarterback. I don't know. I don't feel great about wagering them. Um, I think they're all the way in, in Los Angeles too, right? Like they're all the yeah. way. I, uh, Huge line, 10 and yeah, a half. You know, I, I think like I have a general rule of just not wagering on Carson Wentz ever. So <laughs> like, that's not going to be a concern of mine this weekend. Um, but I mean, I like the, the idea of like the, the rallying the locker room thing, right? Like it, it works, but you also have to have the talent to back it up, right? Like Pittsburgh this weekend, I, Mike Tomlin's great as an underdog. They're, they're getting eight and a half points at home. And last I saw it against Tampa Bay. In previous years, auto bet, right? Boom, done. Steelers plus eight and a half. But I think they kind of just stink this year. Like, it, it, it doesn't – great number, don't get me wrong. And I might end up wagering on, on my podcast. I don't know yet. I haven't recorded that yet. But, like, they kind of just stink. Like, yeah. and, he, and I think that, that's how you have to wager, like, kind of look at some of this stuff where, like, the motivation of, like, back against the wall, we need to win this game. Great, great. But you might just not be very good. <laughs> Start the NFL week off right with a no sweat same game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. Every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same game parlay doesn't hit. Same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday little sgp perfect example thursday night football commanders bears we know it's going under you would hope i'm gonna lean commanders can we get a little curtis samuel over receiving yards do i dare say scary terry gets in the end zone for an anytime tug build your own or choose from one of the popular sgps pre-built for you in fanduel's top rated sportsbook app however you want to play you can bet the NFL every Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. And with FanDuel's new live same-game parlays, you can continue building SGPs even after the game has started. Just sign up with promo code MONACO if you don't already have an account. That's promo code MONACO to get free bets back if your SGP doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Will you often go and look at the splits, Jeff, and see where the money is if there yes. is an overwhelming amount, right? So yes. let, let's look at let's look ahead to tomorrow. Right now, it seems like the public is pretty confident in the Bears. I'm seeing, at least according to Vegas Insider, 71% yeah. of the bets, 67% of the money. 
I have a weird feeling Washington's going to come out and win this game. Yeah. But again, you I'm, know, I'm going against your rule. I'm going against most people's rule, betting against yeah. wins. When you see that number, though, up in the 65, 70 percentile from one side of the public, yes. is that an auto fade for you? Uh, yes. Um, and not not so much in football. In other sports, yes. Like baseball, the only way you bet baseball is reverse line movement. Like you can't, there's no other way. Wow. You can drive yourself insane. Baseball is just a terror. I quit it's in July. So- I was like, I'm done betting baseball. <laughs> I'm just gonna ask you like, I, I made money last year, and this year I was like, I'm down like 15 units. I'm not worth it. I'm out of here. Um, it's a it's a grind. Uh, I think the best way to do that is unders, though, right? Like reverse line movement on unders is a slam dunk. Like you, to me, you have to wager on those games that show that reverse line movement, especially in the under. But I think you know, you're it's in the NFL though. You can pretty much figure out. I think like without even looking, which teams are gonna have the money, which teams aren't, right? Like based off of win-loss record, momentum, how they're feeling. Like, I mean, look, everyone's going to bet on Minnesota this weekend on the road against the Dolphins with a third-string quarterback. Like, You don't even have to look at the numbers to see that. I can tell you probably right now, everyone's going to bet on the Packers bounce back against the Jets this weekend. I don't have to look at the numbers. I, I can tell you that's already going to happen, right? I imagine right. that a bunch of people are going to bet on uh, – let me see what 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 what, what other games. Um, uh, yeah, that's probably the two that stand out. I, I mean, and then I think like Tom Brady, everyone's going to bet on Tom Brady on the road at Pittsburgh because they stink. Like, I don't, you don't really need that in the NFL, I think, to look at those splits as much. But I will consider that if I'm wagering on like the Chiefs, like they're getting 85% of the money. Uh, I'd rather not. <laughs> will you ever look at a line and scratch your head? Like, I'm looking at Bengals yes. minus one and a half in New Orleans. How in the world is yeah. that a pick em game? The, the one like last week, the, 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 the Cowboys plus five and a half on the road. I I just didn't, I was like, eh. it always makes you think, right? Like, are you, do you just automatically think Vegas is right? And you take that side, like do you take the Rams that spot and say, well, Vegas must be right. I'm pretty wrong on that one. Or do you say, screw it. I like the Cowboys anyways, plus five and a half. Um, yeah. The saints. So the saints are favored by one at home against Joe Burrow. Oh, they're plus one, plus one and a half, plus one, right now. Plus one and a half, plus one and a half. They have Dalton again, most likely, right? Or is Winston back? Yeah, I mean, I still, even if it was Winston, I, a pick'em game. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'm. How do you not? I, I, that, I mean, that's I, where I, I'm I like, I want to hammer the Bengals, but I have to take a step back. Ask someone like yourself, it, what am I not seeing here? I think the idea is the Saints can still play defense, and the Bengals just have really not shown the ability to have any regular offense this season, and so. And, you know, the, the home field advantage is not as big of a deal anymore in the NFL, but I think the Saints still have a pretty good home field advantage. I mean, the Bengals in, on DVOA on offense are are 25th. Like, that, they're not they're playing great on offense. I, I, I think that's the idea. On the road, a good Saints defense still. This game can stay close, and it's obviously kind of within a field goal. That That's my guess about how they're looking at this. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, there are some there, – there is some value right now in our, our home book, FanDuel, with futures – I purchased a, a Cowboys plus six fifty to win the East. It's now down to three to one. Let's talk Cowboys for a second. I know it's a hot take to say they're better with Cooper Rush, but is there a world where you can have a better identity with a less talented quarterback than with a more talented quarterback where you're maybe trying to appease? No, Dak Prescott should start as soon as he's able to. <laughs> um, oh, and I know he should. I'm just here, here, like, no, so – Look, here's the thing about you want to be balanced, right? Like if you you want your favorite team to be able to do many different things, okay? Because when you get yourself pigeonholed into basically winning one way, which is what the Cowboys are doing right now, defense, right? 
protecting the ball on offense and run the football. Okay. But what happens? You're, you're at Philly this weekend. Let's say Philly scores 28 points on offense. Cooper Rush is not scoring 28 points. Sorry. He's, he's not leading. Like the right. offense is not designed for that. Right. Right. So that's the difference between Dak and Dak's just better. But the difference is that the, with a quarterback like Dak, you allow yourself the opportunity to make up for a deficiency if your defense isn't playing as well. It's not going to play as well every single game, week as it has, especially against the Eagles. That's the difference. And so the Cowboys' defense, fantastic. Great That's defense. what I'm just wondering. Does the locker room know they have a Brad Johnson or a Trent Dilfer yes. and the defense yes. has to be great? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, the players aren't stupid. They know. Um, and so, um, you know, I've played on teams like that before. It puts a lot of stress on the defense because – I've always felt it's like easier for a team to almost be offensive led than defensive led. Um, you know, defense is a, is a, is a very emotion filled position. And when your offense doesn't fulfill their duty, defensive players don't have that same like emotion about things. Like if you go, if you go out there, you've been battling for three quarters and you look up the scoreboard, it's seven to six. You're like, Holy fuck, man. Like, <laughs> on offense like give me give me some more points right we're like if i i've been in many shootouts i'm like all right well let's just score some more points it's our job like let's go out and score points right like i think i think it's harder for the defense to be perfect throughout 60 minutes than for the offense and we see that throughout each week obviously um so it's i've always felt that way about it and defense knows the cowboys know right now in defense that without dak there they have to limit the opponent um and i think when you know your offense can score. You play a little freer on defense, right? Not as much tension, not as much stress. Play with that full emotion. Um, so I think that they'll welcome Dak back when he's healthy. It doesn't appear like he'll play this weekend. Looking at the the NFC staying there, just from a futures perspective, uh, while I have you, I, I love, love asking the offensive line stuff. You know, Eagles, Niners, clearly two incredible offensive lines in the NFC. Do you look at the Eagles and the Niners at – Eagles being almost three to one, nine yeah. or seven to one to win the NFC. Do you see them as more appetizing through a month and some change here than the Bucs and the Packers who have been the elite of the NFC here? Um, the Packers, yes, mostly because they've failed in the postseason now, three years in a row, right? I mean, they haven't gotten right. the Super Bowl. It's been progressively worse, right? They went from NFC Championship game, NFC Championship game to divisional home game against the Niners. They were the Niners, though, like Jimmy Grappos, we know what he is you're not making the Super Bowl. Sorry. Like, you're just not. Wow. You make it close. You're, just, you're not. We know what he is. We know what he is, right? Now, Bosa's out, right, for a little bit. Their pass rush, Eric Armstead's out a little bit. Trent Williams out a little bit. Like, what becomes of your team when you're not that, you know, that that German on defense? I still think Tampa's in play here. I, I really um, – I love they, it. If they fix – and they're not going to really fix their offensive line, but it seems like they're playing better. They're getting more stable. They add the wide receivers back into the lineup. Um, and defensively, you know, Vita Vea has got to play a little bit better, but they can still play well on defense, right? Like we saw last weekend for three quarters, how good they can play on defense again. I think the Chiefs just kind of like stunned them, man. The Chiefs came out like it was a Super Bowl and just blitzed them right away. Um, I mean, come on, are we betting against Tom Brady in a home playoff game? I mean, they're going to win the division. Um, right. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, look, I'm, I'm I am on the conservative side as far as like prediction wise, because I, I tend to go with what I I know. I know Tom Brady can win the conference. Right. I don't know that Jalen Hurts can do it yet. I Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he has. Yeah, sure, he has. I don't think he's good enough. I, I know Aaron Rodgers has done it before, hasn't lately. Like he can do it. Like Eagles, like, like Jalen Hurts hasn't done it yet. 
And so I will probably fade the Eagles the entire playoffs. Again, it's not because I don't like the Eagles and I don't think yeah. they're well-built and they're playing good football. But like, again, I've seen these, like if Packers go to, go to Philly, I'll take the Packers plus the points. I'm telling you right now, I, again, I, I, I just, I've seen Rodgers do before. I haven't seen Jalen Hurts do in the playoffs yet. It doesn't mean he can't do it. Don't remember Eagles fans. He's playing good football. He's a lead, leader MVP right now. I, all those things are true, but like, I will tend to lean towards and Maybe it's a fault of my own. The teams I kind of know what I'm going to see in the playoffs versus ones I don't. No, that's very savvy. Well, let's let's talk that same narrative on the AFC because it's it's a much younger conference with elite quarterbacks, right? Of course, Mahomes has been there. He's won. He's lost. And Burrow got there last year. But between Josh Allen, Herbert, Lamar, uh, three guys with teams that could definitely run the table, who would you put your shekels on here in the AFC? Oh, it's Kansas City or Buffalo. I mean, that's, that's not exactly. very difficult, I think. Um, when the Chiefs want to play, they're – I think the best team in the AFC, but we've seen moments. The Colts game, the first half of the of the uh, the game this past weekend. Um, I mean, Buffalo just blitzes you, man. Like they can score yeah. so fast. It was good to see them win a close game against Baltimore. They had not won won a close game in like nah. two years. They they had either won by fifteen points or more or lost. Those were the two options. And they went to Baltimore obviously <laughs> and had a good comeback. So, um, you know, adding Von Miller for them is so important because. He plays better as the season goes on. He's played well, but like that value for him is December and January. Like he is so hard to block later in the season. We've seen with Denver and with Los Angeles. Like that's why you have him there. So, um, you know, home field advantage is going to be important. I feel like this game this weekend will be kind of a tiebreaker for that um, at some point this season. You either go into Buffalo in late January or Arrowhead in late January. Um, that's where kind of where I feel like the AFC is. And look, I, there's other young teams, the Dolphins, sure, but two is a little beat up right now. I, I, how do you trust anyone else? Baltimore, Cincinnati, um, Chargers? No, I don't. AFC South, they, they don't. Even need, they don't even need a playoff team. So um, I would lean Chiefs or Bills. All right, I know you're. I know you let go of baseball in July, but I got to at least we we both hate the Dodgers, right? I mean, I'm a San Diego kid, so I'm I'm rooting against them. Uh, do you have any strong conviction towards a team you got uh, in the NL or the AL to make it to the World Series? I am a San Francisco Giants baseball fan. So you hate the Padres too. All right. No, I hate the fucking Dodgers more than anything. Well, no, we hate the Dodgers, but yeah, you don't like anyone. Padres. I don't care about the Padres. They're just they're the Padres. Like I, <laughs> I, I texted my come my. I grew up in Los Angeles, so to root for the, against the Dodgers is is not. You know, I have a lot of friends who are Dodger fans. Yeah. And I texted them when this series came up. I said, "Hey guys, congrats on your sweep. It's the Padres." Padres not being the Dodgers. Like they they're the third favorite team in their own city. Like they're not being the Dodgers. So. Hopefully the Braves can get it done again. Take care of the Dodgers. Um, you know, the AL, oh, poor Mariners yesterday. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And they're like, they're harsh, just ripped out and stomped out. And you know, they're, I think this is a, you know, just it's again, like kind of to what you know, like the Mariners haven't been in this spot and the manager screwed up. You can't put, you can't put a, a starting pitcher in to close in that situation. He's never done that before. Like he, he I mean, do a BP fastball to like unbelievable you know, like, goal. Like, unbelievable. Like, that yeah. is like part of learning the process, right? The Dodgers have, have been there obviously for a while now. So uh, I think I would lean, I would lean. It's probably going to be Houston, Los Angeles. I, I, my guess, I mean, Yankees look, they're talented. Obviously the, the pitching has got to, got to be good for them to get there, but I would lean uh, Houston, Houston. Look, 
Astros won a game where Verlander stunk. Like that's a big thing in the playoffs. Like to win a game and Altuve went hitless. Yeah. So that's like, yeah. Like it's when you when you win a game like that, you feel good. So I would say uh, Dodgers, Braves, and and probably Yankees and uh, and and Astros in the in the uh, in the um, in the CS. There it is. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. Check out the pod. Check him out on all things Fox, Fox Sports. Killing it, college and NFL. Thank you so much for taking some time, Jeff. Appreciate it. No problem, you. buddy. Take care. Thanks for having me. All right, you too. The volume.